Come on, you gotta you got seize the goddamn gap! People are so goddamn inefficient! Oh, goddammit! I don't care if you're old! Seize the gap! Welcome to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football, where we help you win your fantasy football leagues by seizing the gap so you can stop, for the love of God, being so inefficient. I am Jamie G. Esquire the Fifth, survivor of the Minnesota Massacre. I'm here with the dude, the legend, Magnum Mills, and we're going to break down all of your Week 16 waiver wire options. I'm just picturing uh, it's the the scene from The Godfather where Vito goes in to see Sonny's body, but instead it's Matt Ryan, and he's just looking at like the comeback. He's like, they massacred my boy. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, man, that was a rough one. That Minnesota massacre was a thing, man. I am Magna Mills. Thank you for checking out Seize the Gap. Find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap. Find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF. And you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. If you could, please take a second to comment, rate, like, follow, subscribe. Even doing one of those things just takes you a second. Helps us out a lot. More importantly, it helps other people find the show. Please and thank you. All right, Magna Mills. Tell the people how the hell we are going to help them make these ever so crucial waiver wire claims in the thick, in the thick of the fantasy football playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, alcohol? Uh, all right, no. Uh, that basic stuff, really. We're just going to start out by kind of talking about waiver wire options for those of you in kind of typical leagues. It's like a 12-team PPR league. You start one quarterback. You got nine or ten teams, five, six-man benches, pretty standard stuff. As we go along, more towards the end of the show, we'll talk about some players who might be options for you in, if you're in a deeper league or a super flex league. Early. On Saturday afternoon, the memes were flying, baby, when Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, JT Money, was done for the day after only one play. I'm still hurting. I mean, who drafted Jonathan Taylor and made the playoffs? I'm pretty sure that was just Twitter bait, because, yeah, I I did, like, in a bunch of leagues, especially Dynasty Leagues. But, dude, if you manage to make the playoffs with Jonathan Taylor and then you survive this one-play game where I know you started him in the first week of the playoffs, congratulations. And I should probably recommend going and buying some lottery tickets. All right? Just go ahead and do it. Hit the the Powerball. Mills, we've got two weeks left in this season. That blows my absolute mind. Are there any quarterbacks out there on the waiver wire that you think could be a startable option in both weeks? I mean, given the fact that we're looking at guys who are owned in 50% of leagues or less, probably not. I mean, the saddest thing in the world, maybe not the saddest thing in the world, but it's pretty sad. The best remaining playoff fantasy schedules, four quarterbacks belong to the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers. Best two possible matchups, and I legitimately cannot advise you recommend you even whisper to you to use <laughs> sam darnold or davis mills just just don't do it no matter how good the match that's a banana in the tailpipe matchup and it sucks because we would love to have more options i have to say jared goff still like he's only like 48 percent of leagues he fits in under the radar he's got matchups at carolina versus chicago he's probably your best options and i don't hate brock purdy either versus the Commanders at home this week, then at the Vegas Raiders in Championship Week. You know, again, probably not going to be high volume there, but you, you could do worse at this point, I guarantee you. <laughs> yes, you could. And that helps. But those guys, they might not be available in some leagues. So if you're hurting for a QB in Week 16, don't you worry. 
because I, Jamie G. Esquire the fifth, I've got a couple of streaming options for that ass. Be warned here. These are <laughs> these options ain't gonna be party. All right, I'm just letting you know. But first up here, give me Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers at home against the Raiders. Assuming he clears the concussion protocol here, I like Pickett's chances of finding the end zone multiple times against a Raiders team that's given up double-digit comebacks like they're, I don't know, being paid to do it. I mean, that's kind of their favorite pastime. Given how big the betting line has moved, I'm going to assume here that Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts is going to be out this week. If you haven't been paying attention, look, this thing has been like moving like crazy. The Eagles are traveling to Dallas to play the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. If you own Hurts, you absolutely need to have Gardner Minshew. That's right, the stash. you got to have him on speed dial. And if you don't, especially if you don't have another quarterback option, if you're just looking for a streamer, I actually really like Minshew if you need a monster game from your quarterback. Dallas is a tough matchup, no lie, but there's a chance Minshew absolutely plays terrible. Don't get me wrong. The Eagles, though, dude, they they have good offensive weapons. They've got a great offensive system, a phenomenal offensive line. Minshew has a high ceiling, as high as any QB you can find as a streaming option this week. Consider him if he's going to be out there. Finally, go ahead and take a drink real quick. I'm with you. It is ugly out there this week, and you need to play the game to win. I repeat, we're playing to win the game. That means we got to take some risks. Give me, I hate to even say this, Bills Mafia, forgive me, but give me Zach Wilson of the Jets. He's at home against the Jaguars, Thursday night football. Again, his floor is basically zero. But the Jags are a top five matchup for for fantasy quarterbacks. Wilson didn't totally embarrass himself against the Lions. You could argue maybe he learned a little bit from being benched. A little. If you want to lock in your eight points, go ahead. Start Ryan Tannehill or Tyler Heineke. That's fine. But if you're looking for a Christmas miracle to win this week, why not go with the guy who allegedly, allegedly, had Mrs. Claus sliding into them DMs. All right, dude. That's enough of that nonsense. Uh, is it just me or does quarterback feel like the new tight end all of a sudden? Not, all right, not <laughs> it is what it is, but yeah, that was uh, even Bubba Sparks think that was ugly. Let's move on to the running backs here. Right off the top, I would say make sure that Jarek McKinnon of the Chiefs is not still on your waiver wire. He's only owned in 61% of leagues. So out there in 39% of leagues, double check that you're not in that 39%. Then we've got Deion Jackson, Zach Moss of the Colts. Jonathan Taylor is out for the rest of the playoffs. Every time I say that, it hurts even more. I slightly prefer Jackson because I expect him to be more involved in the passing game, but Moss is more likely to get these short goal line carries. Still interested in Gus Edwards. He's really kind of operated as the 1B to Dobbins 1A in uh, two weeks since Dobbins has come back, but he's got a matchup with Atlanta this week prime matchup and if jackson comes back at quarterback i expect him to be fairly limited so i think the ravens lean heavily on the running game this week on the other side of the ball in that game you have tyler algier the matchup here obviously at baltimore not great but in week 17 he's at home 
versus the Arizona Cardinals. That could be gold here. He basically saw the backfield go to an even split. Uh, the other guy involved in there just suffered an unfortunate injury. So it's really a two-man ban there. And I expect Algier to be you know, fairly heavily featured here down the stretch as the Falcons figure out what they have with him going forward. Khalil Herbert of the Bears was activated this week. I think he's going to be thrust right back into action right away. So I think you can probably get him in there. I mean, he's against Buffalo. If the Bills have had kind of an Achilles heel, it has been the run. Big fan of Khalil Herbert. And then we've got Chuba Hubbard. Nice matchups versus the Lions at Tampa Bay. And I think the key here is he gets more work when the game script goes negative, when Carolina gets down. I think that could happen in a shootout environment versus Detroit or, again, at Tampa Bay. So I like Hubbard down the stretch here. Again, another young guy the team might want to see kind of what they have in him. And then Josh Kelly of the Los Angeles Chargers scored a touchdown last week. We saw Austin Eckler get a bit banged up. There's no indication that Eckler will miss time, but Kelly has been the clear-cut RB2 there. You know, occasionally picks up a couple goal line carries, a couple receptions. If you are desperate for an RB2, you could do worse. And if something happened to Eckler, he would probably be a plug-and-play RB1. You know, this time of the year, that's gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> it's absolute gold. And who would have thought that Jarek McKinnon would be a league winner? What are we working with at the wide receiver uh, position this week? Would you believe that Zay Jones is actually already owned in 70% of leagues? I mean, we've been putting him out there for a minute. I guess, I guess people are listening. Uh, good for you, I guess. At the top here, I have Donovan Peoples-Jones of the Browns. Not super exciting, but he's had at least 13 PPR points in five of his last six games. He seems to be the wide receiver that Deshaun Watson is most comfortable with. Traylon Burks of the Titans still isn't guaranteed to be active this week, but I would expect him to step right back into a fairly major role if he is healthy, so I think he's worth picking up and stashing. Kadarius Tony of the Chiefs finally was back in action, was more valuable on special teams returning punts than he was in terms of playing snaps on offense. I think he gets ramped up a little bit this week as they attempt to get him ready for the playoffs, but I do think that makes him a possible option for you in Week 17. Darius Slayton of the Giants is a clear-cut wide receiver one over there. Again, not high volume, not great quarterback play from Danny Tripps and Falls, but he's got a very nice matchup at the Minnesota Vikings. In DJ Chark of the Lions on the list again, not really worried that he put up a dud at the Jets. That was a tough game. The Jets are one of the best teams in the league in shutting down the outside wide receivers. I think he bounces back nicely here at Carolina. And then finally, Chris Moore of the Texans. Going to be a volume guy if Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks are once again both out. And I think that's probably going to be how it works out this week. So you could do worse. Texans have been playing better. Don't know what else to say. They've been playing better. Mostly defense, yeah. but. They're playing better. And shout out uh, Black Santa, you know, um, Lovey Smith doing his thing. Do you have anything at the, uh, the tight end position? Or <laughs> should we be uh, petitioning our commissioners to get rid of the position in entirety? Uh, you joke, but there are people who do argue just make it like a wide receiver tight end flex, like give offer like basically that at every wide receiver position and say screw it. But that's not fair to Travis Kelsey owners. Uh, other than that, I'd say you know my boy uh, Chico Conquo of the Titans, another double digit game, third in a row. So I would definitely pick him up if he's out there. Other than that, I think it's pretty much just a bunch of streamers. That is your guy, and now I've got three streaming options for Week 16. Number one, last week, 
I told you to start a Jets tight end. And CJ Uzuma was a top five tight end. Top five. That being said, I'm going back to the well here with Tyler Conklin. The Jets are facing the Jaguars. A top five matchup for fantasy tight ends. I like that. I don't know if he scores twice, but I'm thinking that Conklin finds the pay dirt at least once. I also see him being involved five to seven, maybe even eight to ten targets here. I like it a lot. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but once again, give me Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints. He's had double-digit PPR points the last two straight games. He's got a ceiling that no other streamer option can offer. Give me some Taysom Hill. Number three, I don't think that we talked about a single Houston Texans player all season. So why the hell not? We should talk about Jordan Atkins. Jordan Atkins. He tied a season high with six targets last week. He caught three of them for 22 yards. Got Pater, baby. He got in there with the touchdown. He's had at least five targets in the last uh, three of his last four games. He's got a top three matchup this week against the Titans. The Texans have been playing much better the past couple of weeks. I think that Aikens finds the end zone again in week 16. I love him as a red zone target, Magna Mills. Love this guy. Got to throw it to somebody, right? It's kind of one of those things. Other than more. Yeah. That brings us to the uh, defense special teams options here. And before Jamie G gets to his streaming options, I just want to point out that a lot of the top scoring DSDs have very unfavorable matchups this week. Again, you know, you're talking about the, the Eagles, the Patriots, the Cowboys. I mean, these are teams that have been lock and loaded for most of the season for you. But you have to consider all options this week, especially in leagues where it's entirely possible for your DST to get negative points. That's it. You need to win or go home this week. So I, I'm. it's easier for me to bench a DST I've used than a quarterback or a running back or something like that. I'm not as it is what it is. It's more fickle. It's definitely more matchup based. We're not going home yet because losing is not an option. If you need a defensive special teams for this week, don't you worry. I got three options that might be out there on your waiver wire. You're welcome. First up, Tennessee Titans. They're at home. They're against the Houston Texans. Texans have been playing much better, but the improvement has mostly been on the defensive side of the ball. Go ahead and grab the Titans this week if they're out there like this matchup. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got Zach Wilson as a streaming option. Yes, I have to recognize that it could also go completely wrong for him. The Jags on Thursday night football against the Jets. I like them. As a bonus, the Jaguars play the Texans on week 17. They're a better two-week streaming option than the Titans, so I'm putting some stock in that as well. And finally, at number three, how about the Los Angeles Chargers? They're traveling to face a Colts team who just gave up the biggest comeback in NFL history in the regular season. Don't worry, Bills Mafia. We still got that one in the playoffs. There's a real possibility here that the Colts just slowly implode the rest of the way. I could see that. The Chargers could also be getting safety Derwin James back this week. Huge addition for that defense. Oh, and they're at home against the Rams in week 16. They're also probably a better streaming option than the Titans. So, I mean, again, think about the long-term play here so you're not on a week-to-week proposition. Mills? Home against the Rams in week 17 is a pretty sweet matchup there. A lot of quality options. I like that. Now it's time to move on to some of those guys that you might be able to 
find or need in deeper leagues, super flex leagues, things like that. And I cannot guarantee that they'll be there in every league, but a lot of these guys should be available on the waiver wire, even in some very deep leagues. Uh, as far as quarterback in a very deep league, most likely a super flex league where you need to start two or more quarterbacks. Jordan Love of the Packers. It's with the Packers winning, it doesn't seem like he is going to get starts down the stretch, but it's still possible. Uh, Baker Mayfield of the Rams did not look great against the Packers, but still is in line to start the rest of the games for the Rams the rest of the way out. Brett Rippon of the Broncos. Let's be honest here. The Broncos really have nothing to lose by sitting Russell Wilson down, despite the fact that they don't own their own pick. I don't know if you really want to start Brett Rippon on Christmas against the Rams, but you know, it is what it is. You might have to again in these kind of super flex two quarterback leagues. And finally, Davis Mills of the Texans at the Titans. That's a pass funnel defense. It's actually not that bad of a play, but again, there's like no volume there. So you're basically counting on Mills throwing for 200 yards, a touchdown with like 20 rushing yards and a touchdown there. Not impossible. He's got a line like that last week, but not something that I would bank on. Moving on to the running back position, you got James Cook of the Buffalo Bills. Wasn't quite as involved as I would have liked to have seen last week, but did wind up catching a crucial touchdown pass out there in a lot of leagues still. Marlon Mack of the Broncos appears to be kind of the established passing down back, at least getting some change of pace work with Latavius Murray there. Jordan Mason of the 49ers didn't play a big role last week until the final drive, but still he is the clear-cut handcuff to Christian McCaffrey right now. You could say the same thing about Jalen Warren. Man just scored a touchdown last week for the Steelers. Getting a little bit of work, but again, also the clear handcuff to Najee Harris. Kenneth Gainwell is the nominal handcuff to Miles Sanders. Another guy that still gets the occasional target, the occasional red zone carry. But again, the Eagles high volume rushing offense. You want to have the primary, even the secondary running back there. And then you have Matt Bray to Gary Brightwell. They're pretty much the Saquon Barkley handcuffs. With the Giants winning this week, I am less worried that they'll shut Saquon down or he'll kind of opt out because of his free agent status, but both worth monitoring. And Hassan Haskins is the handcuff to Derrick Henry as long as Dontrell Hilliard is out, so there's a little bit of value to be had there. At the wide receiver position, you have Elijah Moore of the Jets. Again, less interested with Zach being back at quarterback there. Paris Campbell of the Colts. I'm kind of worried about the Colts overall, but he is the guy most suited to kind of soak up targets from Matt Ryan underneath. Hunter Renfro was dropped in a ton of leagues. He's back for the Raiders. They need more guys on that offense. I love you, Mac Hollins, but I, I continue to not list you here, even though I should. Former Eagle. Jamison Williams of the Lions is a guy. Love his talent, but it seems pretty clear that they're really just kind of using this as almost like a bit of a redshirt season. He's going to play limited snaps. So a guy you should monitor. Maybe you could throw him out there if you needed to because he could score a long touchdown, but not a guy I'm looking to in anything but deeper leagues. Miko Hardman should be back this week for the Chiefs. Dropped in a lot of leagues, and he had been surprisingly productive in the last few games before he went on IR, so something worth monitoring there. Jahan Dotson, the rookie wide receiver for the Commanders, went over 100 yards with a touchdown this week. He's pretty great, but they just have no volume there in the commander's offense. He happened to be the guy this week. That offense can pretty much feed one running back and one wide receiver per week, and that is it. And normally I'm going with Terry McLaurin in that case. And then finally, Van Jefferson of the Rams. Someone has to catch passes for the Rams. 
It, it might not have offered a lot, but garbage time counts. And then finally, at tight end, we have Noah Fan and the Seattle Seahawks. In the last three games, he's had at least 14 points twice, and then he had zero in the other game. Ladies and gentlemen, Noah Fan and the Seattle Seahawks. Trey McBride, rookie tight end for the Cardinals, was more involved this week. It could be a case of where now that the Cardinals are, you know, cycling through quarterbacks behind Kyler Murray with him out there, maybe McBride kind of latches on a little bit. Again, they, you know, took him in the second round. It behooves them to see him succeed, so perhaps he gets extra targets down the stretch. And Jelani Woods, tight end for the Colts. They're still using three guys over there. But again, this is another team I expect to look towards the future here and try to see what they have in the rookie fourth rounder. In order to add these players, we're going to have to make some room on our roster. And it's the playoffs, dude. It's win or go home. So who are we dropping like they're hot this week? You're right, dude. This is it. We have to become champions. And to do that, we have to stop being so inefficient. Got to throw the dead weight out of the sleigh. Beware below. So I'm going to give you some players who you can cut who are owned in at least 40% of ESPN Fantasy Football Leagues. Kyler Murray. Derek Carr. Russell Wilson. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, God, that hurt. Damon Pierce. Also hurts. Cordero Patterson. Antonio Gibson. Dante Foreman, Kareem Hunt, Jeff Wilson, Damian Harris, James Robinson, Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Cooper Cup, Alan Lazard, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, Bobby Trees, a.k.a. Robert Woods, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Higby, and Kyle Pitts. I, I know why you're still hanging on to him because it, it hurts my heart too, but you can cut him in, you know, anything but keep release. It is painful to do, but you got to do it. Thank you for checking out Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. We appreciate you listening and or watching. Please remember to do the like and subscribe thing. Go ahead and do it now because I'm going to keep asking you to do it. So just fucking do it. Really helps other people find our show. Plus, we want to make sure you never miss it. How'd I do, Magna Mills? Did I seize this gap? Or am I still being utterly inefficient? Well, uh, the British accent is for ship. I can tell you watch Predator recently because you said do it now like twice. I mean, kill me. I'm right here, dude. Kill me. <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah, you don't have to cover yourself in mud to do the show. It might help. It might not. I don't know. You you basically nailed everything. Just remember, search for Seize the Gap wherever you get your pods on social media at Seize the Gap FF. YouTube channel is at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. That's basically it. On behalf of myself and Jamie G, the guy who watched Predator recently, I don't care if you're old. You need to watch Predator. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care if you're old. You need to seize the gap and watch Predator. We'll be back this weekend. Make sure you check it for our Week 16 update. See you then. Get to the chopper! I can never do that chopper. good enough. This has been Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the host alone and do not represent those of any other entity, individual, or organization. All team names and logos are copyrighted by the NFL and their respective teams. Thanks again for checking us out. Come back next time and we'll continue to help you to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Good luck to you and all of your teams. Who's that? Nobody. I said, who's that? I said, nobody. Nobody. <laughs>